We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, welcome to the Pacific Catch Post Game Show. How you doing, my man? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. The Pacific Catch Light Years Podcast Post Game Show. I, I mean, look, dude, it doesn't get any better. My Niners won. My Warriors won. Your Raiders won. I mean, the world is right. Not my Raiders. <laughs> um, <laughs> the world is right. Hey, hey, but before we get to any of that, like, like you were saying, Pacific Catch post game show. So true story. I know I've been telling our followers that I was supposed to go to Pacific Catch all week. I actually did. You know what's funny, Sam? The good thing about Pacific Catch, and I, I've been I've been touting the uh, the full bar. Uh, my my girlfriend loves micheladas, and uh, we went to the we went to, straight to the bar. We're gonna go watch a movie on Saturday night, and uh, I tell the guy because they only have like cocktails on the menu. I'm like, dude, can you get me a michelada? Guy says yes. Pulls out pulls out a full show. Starts doing the whole mixed drink dance while building i don't i don't i don't like micheladas personally but just so the listeners little overrated. Know, little overrated but pacific catch full bar greatest place on earth and then on top of that uh they have the brand new noodle time menu uh sam for all the ramen lovers they got the red curry spicy they got the hawaiian they got the creamy miso they got all of, they got vegetarian not for me but people who go vegetarian sam i know you're a vegetarian guy so you know, all, new year, <laughs> all customizable. New, new, new year, new me. You know, put on a few pounds, trying to trying to slim down. Vegetarian, Sam. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pacific Catch, man. Shout out Pacific Catch. Shout out Pacific Catch. Dude, Warriors, are the vibes immaculate again? They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, 137-114. They are back above 500. Um, and... Everything looks good, right? Like tonight, today was just a fun game, a little bit of a trap game, in my opinion. Anytime you're on the road and they start you early, it's just peak, like no one can hit a shot and it, that sort of thing. But that didn't happen. That was that, that might have been their best first quarter. No, that, that definitely was their best first quarter of the season. They've been coming out pretty sweet in the first quarter of the last few games, but that was, I. Dude, that was 47 points in the first quarter. Everybody was clicking. Every it, it felt like you remember watching Arg or well, I was younger than you, but you remember watching Argentina way, way, way back in the day with Luis Scola and Manu Ginobili. So back then I was so young that I didn't really understand 
you know, basketball, not that I'm this genius, but I don't understand basketball the way I do now. And back then I would watch it and I'd be like, dude, there's no way I'm looking at these guys. There's no freaking way that this team is going to be that great. Iverson and Duncan. No way. Right. Yeah. 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 Or anyone. I mean, you look, look at them. Look at Scola with the hair, like no chance. And they go out there and, oh my God, Fabricio Alberto. Oh my God. Uh, Every good warrior. He would be actually. (laughs) Scola would be a good one. Well, Manu would definitely be. It's just every pass is right. All the shots go like it's everybody. You hit everyone in the shooting pocket. Defense is on a string. There's no, there's not, there wasn't a single second of hesitation in the 12 minutes we watched in the first quarter. Not a single one. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that Minnesota's defense is a joke, right? (laughs) It's just their scheme is a joke. But Sam, I don't know, man. Like that starting lineup offenses is got to be the best in the NBA and and by, by a mile. So, so I have a few thoughts here. One, statistically, it is the best lineup in the NBA. Um, the only lineups that have better numbers than it are like small sample size lineups. So, okay. uh, of lineups that have played like substantial minutes, like you know, their team's go-to lineups, the Warriors' starting lineup beats everyone, which is what made their start so frustrating. Because you like mm-hmm. you watched them and you're like, yeah, these guys could win a title. Then you watch the second year, you're like, and and that's partially why I was frustrated and also partially why I wasn't particularly down. Cause I'm like, this is a much easier fixable problem than like, uh, we need like a second option type of problem. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, and I think this game just exemplified how special Draymond green is in many ways to me, like, uh, Carl Anthony towns was in first overall pick and he's lived up to the hype. I mean, he's a perennial all-star, uh, all your criticism of him is probably related to the fact you think he should be even better than he is. Um, but he's, you know, consistent 25 and 12, uh, what five, four all-star teams, um, very efficient from every level. And I watch him and I'm like, this guy's bigger. He's more skilled, but he's, he's just not better than Draymond. You know, he's, he's got a little AD in him. He's got a little AD. I think AD's better. I mean, he's mm-hmm. better. He's better defensively, but he's got a little AD in him. I think you're, you're talking about kind of, <laughs> the one the one people say is the dog nowadays. It's yeah. like Draymond's just you see Draymond shoving Cat and Gobert out of the paint. By the way, saw saw Kuminga do that today, shoving guys out of the paint. Oh, just, when when, you know, when Kuminga we'll boxed out Gobert, I was uh-huh. like, oh my my god, uh-huh. I love this. And then Steve and then too, by the way. <laughs> and then we're we're gonna throw we're gonna throw Gobert into there too. Three time defensive player of the year, really good player. Um, but they just ran him straight off the floor. Draymond's just like, yep. you can't hang with me. We're gonna play fast, and it's over. And that's my favorite type of Warriors right there. Like he, you know, what do you have? 19 points, six or seven from the field. It doesn't really matter because they, they got whatever they wanted versus them. Minnesota never had a chance to guard the Warriors with this too big scheme. They looked, they looked like dinosaurs against them. And one side note, this is why I think all basketball debates are stupid. There's not a big man in NBA history who's better than Steph Curry. Like, fuck out of here with your Kareem Abdul-Jabbar takes. Like, what Kareem would look exactly like Cat and Gobert looked against these Warriors. Like, for some reason, people think basketball players, like, it doesn't evolve. Like, for some reason, basketball peaked in 82, and, like, no one got better for 40 years. Like, what do you, what do you think, you know? So, yeah. anyway, that's a, that's a different take, but... I, well, I also to pause you there. I also agree with that because you 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 listen to what the the classic Kevin Durant can do everything Steph can do, but he's seven foot tall. No, he can't actually do everything that's yeah. he could actually he could do a lot of things that he can do really well because he's KD and he's he's amazing. He might just be as good as KD overall, 
But he can't do the things Steph can do. He can't play the way Steph does off ball. He can't dribble the way Steph dribbles. He doesn't finish the way Steph does. Uh, he can't do a lot of stuff that Steph can do, but he can do other things. And so I think that's that's a part also that people don't understand is is what Steph – we'll get to that too. But, I mean, it was sh- the, the start of the show tonight wasn't even Steph. It was, I, it was just, I mean, just overall, like you're saying, just overall the Warriors and especially Draymond. No one, who- no one scored 30 tonight. It was, it was such <laughs> a balance. It was a balanced effort. Steph had yep. 25 on what we would call – he had 25, mm. eight assists, 11 rebounds, and what we would call a mediocre performance, which speaks to his level, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, Clay had 21, efficient. Wiggins, 17. Draymond, 19. You got like Poole throwing 24 off the bench. Dante, uh, I don't know if this is his first double digit game, but definitely his best scoring game of the night with 14 and six of the season. Sorry. Uh, and, and for me, the, the, the best story of the night was Kuminga. But it was just a, it was a balanced mm-hmm. effort across the board. You want to talk Kuminga? Yeah, this is what this is what the Warriors looked like last season. This is what the Warriors have looked like for years. But I think specifically to to Kuminga, it is what he looked like last season, right? He kind of play he just plays within the flow of what the Warriors are doing. It's what got Clay to be much more effective. It's the same thing, totally different player, but same mindset. Clay was out of his mind taking dumb shots and everyone's like, oh my God, what's wrong with him? Because he's freaking insane. He was starting, he started to take shots that made no sense. So with Kaminga, he got kicked out of the rotation partly because he wasn't fitting in with what the Warriors were trying to do offensive, offensively and defensively. Figures it out. The Warriors are what, 20 games in? And now I would say he probably is going to play at least 15, 20 minutes a game. And what, what does figuring that mean? I think offensively it means that he's cutting. He's not shooting threes. He's also not driving to look for his own shot right now. He's driving to pass, which is what, what Steve always wants. And then defensively, it's boxing out and just staying in front of guys. A couple times he gets blown by, but Draymond helps him out, and then he goes and gets a rebound. Uh, the dude's the most athletic guy on the floor outside uh, on the Warriors outside of like him and Wiggins. Whenever they right. jump, they just <laughs> float in the air. And so there's no reason why. Like, same thing with Andrew. There's no reason why Andrew Wiggins shouldn't average six, seven uh, rebounds a game, right? Same with Kaminga. So he's doing all those things. I'm sure he would like to do the pick and roll and, and, and shooting stuff more. But if he plays like this, dude, I mean, that's that's exactly what the, war, uh, the Warriors are looking for. Yeah, and it's like um, he – he's so physically gifted. It's just about using it. Like just if he stays engaged, he's, I mean, he's top 1% wing athlete in the league. If he just stays engaged and competes, Steve can't keep him on the floor. And I think that's really all Kerr wants. He'll let him make mistakes. If he's engaged, what he won't let him do is like jog back on defense. Like, dude, you're, you're not like, Steph doesn't jog back on defense, but if he did, he'd probably get a pass because he's Steph Curry, right? You know, like if if Steph and Draymond are getting back on defense at full speed and Clay and those guys, like you better also. So that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Um, quote from CJ Holmes, uh, from actually from Draymond Green via CJ Holmes on the post game. Uh, Draymond on Jonathan Kuminga's impact in recent games. It's beautiful. You felt the impact. I know we're 100% felt and seen the impact. And reality is what it boils down to is energy, effort, and attention to detail when you're a young guy. It's exactly what we're just getting at. I I think, you know, Draymond had another quote the other day about how um, it's hard for the young guys to play, but they were in a similar situation before, right? The quote essentially went viral. Everybody's like, oh, Draymond's right, Draymond. I, I don't know, actually. I don't know if he's right because the kids aren't actually getting to play. So I'm not sure what style they're supposed to play, like what they're trying to figure out if they don't actually get to play basketball. So I do think it's a really 
tough situation for Wiseman, Kaminga. And now we see Moody, who's just not even sniffing the floor. And Kaminga's the that's one weird. guy that's – which is odd. Uh, but like you said, Dante's playing well. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he gets to play. And um, I think I think this situation's harder for someone who's also a top lottery pick, like mm-hmm. Kaminga versus what Draymond is, who Draymond's just trying to make it in the NBA. Kaminga knows that. You know, even if even if he doesn't progress further than what he is in the next couple of seasons, he's still going to get a second contract. Somebody's going to pay him something because of the potential and athleticism he has. Draymond, if he had, if he didn't figure it out the first four seasons, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to he's going to Greece. Yeah, he's, he's you know what playing, I mean. He's going to be playing for you know maybe he's in Israel, Maccabi Tel Aviv, or, or something well, like yeah. that. Like he's exactly. he's overseas and he knew it at the time. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's what's exciting you see kind of kuminga buying into it um and it'll be a little up and down for sure but it's like i also think i don't want to say it's easier for a wing but i think the way the warriors play which i just i wanted to talk about this earlier but it's like it's always been the same it's uh it's steph it's draymond and it's versatility around them that's it you know Wiggins bought into his role and became a star as a two-way wing for the Warriors. Clay's been a star as a two-way wing. They've had Harrison Barnes. They've had Iguodala. They've obviously had Kevin Durant. Like You will thrive if you're just a versatile player around those two. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's the thing that um, Kuminga seems to be getting. He's like, I just got to run. I can, these guys will move the ball around and I can just dunk on people in transition. I can make plays, my athleticism and, and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's really fun to watch because I I've always been bullish on his potential. Yeah. It's just kind of a question of, uh, you know, how fast is it going to hit or is it going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, he's playing for 2027 before he makes an impact or something, you know, that, well, that's a little extreme, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That sort of thing. I, I think. I don't. I see. I don't know what is right or wrong. I don't know whether, but but I know it's working now, though, right? Because like you could argue, maybe he gets here if he was getting the ability, if he got the ability to play x amount of minutes to start the season, right? But I guess the past is kind of the past. I think Kaminga's at a point where he looks happy out there. He looks like he wants to play the way that the Warriors want to play, and I think that the Warriors losing is not a good thing. Definitely in the beginning of the season, definitely not a good thing. But I think it showed like, hey, we have to win this way. Or we're not going. Or we have to play this way, or we're just not going to win basketball games. That's it's just, it's just how it is. The Warriors, they they they're not ever going to play the Luka Doncic, the James Harden, the rest like how the rest of the NBA plays. They're never going to do that. No. And that, Marcus Thompson had a great article about having to play with Steph. And Probably honestly, so. he he wrote he wrote a bunch of words. But uh, Todd Marcus says it's like end of the day, man. You just got to be smart enough to play basketball. And the Warriors, beginning of the season, weren't smart enough to play basketball. And weren't smart enough to play basketball around Steph. And it looks like Kaminga's figured some part of it out. Anthony Lamb figured it out quick. That's why he got to play. But if if Kaminga's going to figure it out, I don't think, Sam, we're going to see much of Lamb anymore. And uh, <laughs> it's it's good, though. It's, it's good. It's but, also nice. to It's it's just nice that they at least have Lamb off the bench. Like, like, the same way it was nice that they had JTA in the past. Like, did I want JTA playing 20 minutes yeah. a game? Probably not. Was it nice to have him to throw out there when everyone's dragging ass and you just need someone to just do their thing and buy into the role yeah of course so if anthony lamb can be that guy for this warriors team that's great and and to your point the better kuminga plays uh, the less we're going to see of lamb we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I threw out a tweet earlier today, um, which was the Warriors numbers since uh, since that three and seven start when they decided to eventually send Wiseman to the G League. Mm. Um, seven and three, they're now eight and three. They had mm. the second best point differential. Uh, tonight's game definitely only improved that. And if you take out the one game in which the Warriors sat all their main guys, you could say they're eight and two over their last 11 with their main guys. Okay. They're rolling the the point differential over those 10 games. It's not going to be exempl- exemplified in this tweet, but I could pull it up for you. It's going to look relatively similar to last year's team of a contender. And whether they're better than Boston or not, this Warriors team, as constructed when they play this way without Wiseman, is the best team in the West, and they have a very good chance at repeating. So I just want to ask you, Andy, because it's not all Wiseman. A few things have happened over that span. Um, Wiseman obviously got taken out of the rotation. Dante came back. Um, They had the team meeting, which Andrew Wiggins said was huge for them. And in many ways, Draymond found his voice in that team meeting. Mm-hmm. And then they they tweaked the rotations. Recently, Draymond's been anchoring the second unit. We haven't talked about it too much yet. but. Uh, splitting Draymond and Steph kind of lets them have one adult on the floor at all times, which is something they haven't, you know, t- typically they let Steph and Draymond kill everyone together. And then they try to find something that works without him. He used to be like Andre being the adult type of thing. Right. My question for you is of those things, rank them in their most in, of, in their importance. 
rank the importance out of this. <sighs> okay, so I, I'm going to not be an asshole today because my my head tells me it's actually it feels like Wiseman getting sent down because it felt like they were playing a different type of basketball. But I'm gonna go with this. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Clay. I'm gonna go with the guy that was playing the most selfish on the Warriors. I'm not saying he's washed. Not saying he wasn't. He wasn't. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't going to be the guy he was going to be even last mm-hmm. season. I'm saying he was the most selfish guy on the team sure. for the first 15 games of the season. And the moment that he stopped being that guy, the Warriors became the Warriors again. And I think that was the most important thing. Now, you could argue maybe that was because of a Draymond team meeting or, or whatever, but end of the day, it was up to Clay to do it. And Clay always goes a little too far and he always comes back. And I do think he said it. He let social media get to him, which I think is funny because he, people always say he's not on social media. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's, he's on social. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, they say Jordan Poole's not on social media. I'm like, okay, that's a lie. I know these guys are. But at the end of the day, if that guy who was essentially dragging some of this team downwards, like we watched versus the Suns and you saw Wiggins and you saw the snowball effect of these players just kind of losing their patience with him. If Clay didn't change, I think this season could have been over quick. It could, probably could have been over by now. And it was always going to be up to him to fix that. And I think that since he's fixed that, the Warriors went back to playing the Warriors way, uh, the passing, the cutting, all of that stuff. And it's made life a lot easier. Like, we don't even talk about the defense anymore. Like, the Clay is watched stuff is gone. Uh, he's making bullshit threes again left and right. He hit two today to clinch the game. It's just normal stuff. I, I just I don't know if we thought that was going to happen. My gut always told me that it was, but we don't know. And it did. And so I think that's the biggest one. That's number one by far to me. I am going to take an even bigger cop-out answer than you. And it's, it's all intertwined. Um, I think the beginning of the season, there were agendas left and right. And the number one agenda was the front office forcing Wiseman to play. And he clearly was the worst player on the roster. Like, I don't know what else to tell anyone. I'm sorry if it makes you no, mad. By far. By far. He was. He would. I mean, he he just got forty and twenty thrown on him in the G League. He's not ready to play in the NBA. Oh right my now. God! Don't no. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> when you send the message that yeah. politics are going to determine playing time, well, then maybe Clay's going to be like, "I'm going to do my own thing." And maybe Jonathan Kuminga is going to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. And it permeates down the line and it makes it very hard to have a bought in situation. Um, Again, it's not like Wiseman particularly, but it's like the idea it's the front office basically being like, we need to see him play. The minute you have someone going above the coach dictating playing time, it's very hard to get everyone bought in to a team setting. And so I think that, set everyone off in the wrong situation. And the minute you get rid of that and just make it a pure meritocracy, you know, Hey, Kuminga, you ball out like this, you play 20 minutes, you know, you, you box out, you do it. Then it's gets everyone on the same page. Cause we know, we know the top end guys are champions. They're, they're title contenders. So um, it's just about getting everyone aligned there. Uh, the only other thing I want to throw out is I, I think it's interesting that the Draymond punch, I think it's underrated how much that also led to it a little bit because uh, I don't know if Draymond's the most vocal guy on the team. And he definitely wasn't vocal in the early part of the season because he uh, 
because he did some he, he did some dumb stuff in the preseason you know like i'm not i'm not making excuses for him i'm saying if one of your best value traits is being the guy who holds everyone accountable and you're not holding people accountable because you're kind of worried no one likes you and you've lost your voice that also hurts the team so it's all intertwined um I think it's pretty cool. They seem like they've moved beyond it. And like, honestly, even on the Wiseman thing, if he plays, if he figures it out in the G league and he can help the team in two months, like he earns it. That's going to be great, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is a little concern on my end because, Mm -hmm. because the the vibes are too good on this, but we're we're about 25 minutes in They're too. Everyone's too happy. Um, I do think though, even though they look exactly like they did in their 18 and two run, dude, these guys are old. Uh, Steph missed a month, and I know it was kind of a freak injury, but he missed a month. Draymond threw us back out, missed a month. At some point here, as much as the Warriors want to load manage guys, they're going to miss time. And so I think maybe they still do need somebody. They still do need some extra, right? Because it as, as, as much better as Jermichael Green has played, he's not the vets that they had last season. Dante DiVincenzo also playing very well, but not the vets that they had last season. And we'll see you know, what Kaminga and Moody are going to give them uh, when, they, when they start playing more into the system. So I do think an injury is going to happen, at, knock on wood, but that's just how the NBA goes, right? It's just they're, they're, these guys are playing a lot of minutes early and they're playing very hard. They're, only, they're still 11 and 10. They're over 500, 11 and 10. They're not at this time last season. <laughs> they're 18, 18 But the mid off in the West, they're like, yes. what, a game, the game out? Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so, I think, so I think there's still that to be concerned about. But overall, they've stabilized. I think that's the big thing. They've stabilized. Everything is kind of back to, quote, unquote, normal uh, with this team. The last thing, the la- before we get to, to Eric Pincus' article here, the last thing that I think the Warriors need to figure out is, because I think everything's, everything's all good with these players now, is Jordan Poole. Is can he get back to being, and maybe Draymond moving to the second unit is going to help him. It seems like it has already. Jordan Poole going to get back to being the scorer that that he was last season. They don't need him to pass. They don't need him to defend. They don't need him to do any of that stuff. Score. 24 points tonight. Buckets. Just threes. Get it to the hole. And one. Be that Jordan Clarkson type of player. That's what the Warriors need, man. And uh, it looks like he's back the last couple games. Part of that, I think, is Draymond. But they're going to need him back in the rest of the season because him and him and Clay were at were terrible. <laughs> and now, now they look okay. The Warriors are scoring 120 plus points. Like, is it nothing, dude? So um anyway i do to the yeah yeah i was gonna say i do think in the short term draymond going to the second unit really helps him because it's like um just having an adult to run the show but i do kind of worry about that long term you know like i don't think the warriors paid him to just be a six man they kind of thought he could like carry a unit and at some point he's gonna have to figure that out i i i think so i agree but he's young I, I think I think I think that if they expected him to care, it's he's he's not there yet. He's not there. But I do think maybe a year from there, sure. like I even Steph at that age, like I don't. Well, actually, Steph Steph at that age was pretty good. Yeah, but uh, Steph was Steph top good. top five ten all time, so it's yeah. not fair comp. Um, but yeah, no, okay. Uh, I thought you were actually segueing to this uh, elite yep. segue. By the way, mm. um, Eric Pincus threw this out over um, the Thanksgiving weekend, and we haven't had a chance to really get into it. Um, how the Golden State Warriors could swing a Jay Crowder deal or what would be enough in addition to Crowder for the Warriors to sacrifice some prospects. So the gist of the article is we're a couple weeks away from trade season. Um, I don't think anyone's making a trade before the new year, but 
Jay Crowder's not playing. Everyone knows he's available. Um, people think Jakob Pertl's available with the Spurs expiring contracts slash a team who clearly wants Wembenyama more than winning right now. Um, could be some other players. We don't really know what Utah wants to do. They had a really good start to the season, but I feel like reality starting to hit them. Yep. And they, they, they feel like a team who's going to unload a guy for future prospects any way you want to slice it. Um, we talked about it earlier. It does feel like the Warriors, the, the core is good enough to win a title. They just need another vet, maybe two, to A, bolster the bench, B, get them there in one piece, right? Yep. yep. They, they, need, they need to make, I think the big concern is they need to make it to the end of 82, man. Uh, yeah. just uh, you're not the fact that they're not 18 and two requires them to make it to the end of 82. So what are the, some of the options that he mentions, right? Classic names. Like you said, hurdle Crowder, Olenek. Here, can I, I'm going to get this one take off before you go on the rest of the guys. I, what is this infatuation with Jay Crowder? He's not, <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> I like Crowder. I, I, I don't know if I would trade Wiseman for him. I, I guess I would, I guess I would. And you got to make contracts work and all of that. But, He's not a great defender. He's definitely not a point of attack either, which is what the Warriors need. He's not oh. he's not this wing guy. He's not he's not like PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is awesome. Um and, and I don't think Crowder's that guy. He's not a great three-point shooter. He shoots a lot Streaky. of them. Streaky. Streaky, exactly. And so maybe I get annoyed because I watch Crowder on the Suns and I watch him on these other teams, and he's just kind of an annoying guy, especially like Draymond's annoying, but he's great. Jay Crowder's annoying, but he's like not. Like, I would rather have, like, again, P.J. Tucker. He might be washed, though. I just, I don't get the infatuation with him. I would much rather have a Jakob Pertl. I mean, I think that's the kind of the guy. I mean, Miles Turner, you can throw in there, too. Kelly Olenek's another guy. Um, uh, uh, That makes sense. But I just think the stuff with Crowder where it's like, I, so let me make, let me make the, treating him like a blue chip guy. That really doesn't work. Let me make the case for Crowder. Because nothing you said is wrong. He's not great at any one thing. He's just B minus good at everything that he could play in every lineup. And in my opinion, the Warriors need guys who can help them complete lineups. Like Jay Crowder is a guy you can throw out there with Looney and Kuminga, and he's going to stand in the corner and play smart team defense and hit a couple open shots and swing the ball a little bit. You know, um, is Jay Crowder going to hit five threes? Probably not. Uh, is Jay Crowder going to lock up John Morant? It's probably not. But is Jay Crowder going to be a good team defender and be in the right place and let you play a full five-man lineup? Yes. I feel like yeah. that is. I feel like that's his value. Um, he's not as good as Otto was for the Warriors, but it's the same concept where it's like those type of guys by virtue of being smart enough to fit a role, make it easier for guys like Dante, Moody, Kuminga, Poole to play their I, role? I, I think there's there's a bit of Jermichael Green with him where it's like, does does he actually work in the Warrior system or is he just going to be a five? Uh, where, where it's like, <laughs> does, he, does he actually know how to pass or play in the offense? I'm not sure because he spent his career standing in the corner shooting threes. So I I, yeah. I I do think there's a little bit of the Jamichael Green issue with him. I I don't, I don't know, but I think the guy that that they need is Pertle. I also think that I would rather take a chance if you're going to trade a Wiseman. I'd rather take a shot at someone like a Sadiq Bay, 
which is just a young wing guy. Maybe the Pistons look like they're giving up on him. He doesn't look like a guy that they want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. They may have to pay him, which they don't want to do. So I I think that that might be – I, can so see I it. think I that's can something see I'd rather do. Yeah. I, like so an Andrew Wiggins reclamation project type of thing. So, so one, I don't hate that. I, I love Sadiq Bay, and he just screams a player who's going to look better in the Warriors system than in Detroit. Like Villanova guy, Steve's going to Steve's going to text Jay Jay Wright. Jay Wright's going to say positive things. Steve's going to come into the office just feeling you know amazing that he got another good one type of thing. Um, I like that. I do think all things equal, I'd rather the Warriors get a front court player than a point of attack guy. I think. If they get the right front court player, they can actually play Kuminga on the perimeter and have Kuminga be the guy who hounds guys the way GP2 did. Um, and maybe Crowder's not the right front court guy, just to be clear. Uh, but like uh, the idea of like this is, I, I hate to be like Otto Porter, but like Otto Porter would have allowed them to play Kuminga at the three and Kuminga just to be the guy who hounds guys, right? Because Otto can space the floor and hit shots and he's a smart team defender, and he rebounds, right? So uh, maybe that's Kelly Olenek. Maybe that's Kelly Olenek. Maybe it's Sadiq Bey. Like you said, um, Jakob Pertl is not that guy, but Pertl's so good at being a center that it's worth just throwing in the reality. Like, okay, so you don't get the floor spacing for the big position you want. You get a bunch of other stuff from him that you do want, right? Like, it'd be nice to have a Pertl looty 48 man combo there right but it'd also be nice to have a big that you could play with draymond and let him play the five a little bit too uh kaminga figuring it out does solve a lot of problems that is one thing that Mm -hmm. that solves it solves issues if kaminga figures out how to play effective winning basketball so so, yeah that that's my whole thing get me the right front court guy like we call him a big but like with the warriors auto porters big right like uh if you get the right front court guy, Kuminga can be, he won't be as good as GP2, but he can play that kind of like yeah. that yeah. role. Um, I think that's better than trying to get like a backcourt guy, personally. Yeah. Uh, there's also no back. I just don't think there's a, a guard yeah. defender out there that there's none. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. think those guys are on the market. Not right now. And so we'll see where it goes. The Warriors um, don't need a G- Gary Trent Jr. I saw him. Buddy Heald's name's always out there. Don't need him. Like, why the hell do the Warriors need more of those guys? I, I would, no, they, they, I they would got be, enough of that. <laughs> no, no. I would be in pain if those happened. So. Just, uh, just tell Clay he has a green light. You're good. <laughs> yeah, for two of them. Like, they just need goons. <laughs> that's all they yeah. need. Yeah, um, but, but really, that's it. They just need to, like, I feel like you're in a good position when all you're trying to find is, like, I just need another good goon. Like, it's much easier to find a goon than... Well, then, um, then being the issue where it's like, I need a guy who can get me 20, you know? Well, then the, but the, still the problem is, yeah, you can do that, but what are they going to give up for that? <laughs> right. And that's, and that's, you know, that's kind of the question. And do they give up? Wiseman, what does Wiseman even get you? You know, like today, it's not a lot. So it's like, I almost get the Warriors being like, we're not going to give him up. Like, you're just, he's just, he's nothing, you know? Um, do you give Kuminga? Like, no, no, I mean, I wouldn't probably no. And so that's kind of the thing. And that's kind of why I don't think if a trade happens, it's definitely not happening. December 15th, it's going to be like February 3rd. Like we need another 20 games to figure out what everyone is before we get there. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Timmy, we got some super chats. Oh, that was quick. Archie, next 10 games could establish identity early on. I agree. All right, Andy, what do you think? I think, yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that the, the worst schedule, if, if they have, it is kind of a, a tough schedule, um, which tells you that the 0 and 5 West Eastern Conference road trip really ruined a lot. <laughs> it ruined a lot because the Warriors really only need to win two of those games. But hey, hey, they're only three or maybe even two and a half games out of second or first place. So um I like this one. This is I like this one. Um from Austin. Because, did you okay actually you read it out and then I'll ask you. Wiggins MIP question mark. Cater or James question mark. Dude's physical tools are overrated beyond running in a straight line fast. Hand eye Reaction time. He has no twitch. He does run in a straight line fast. By the way, did you watch the uh, the G League game last night, Saturday oh, night? Did you watch oh, it? I did. Oh, that was people. People think I'm. People think I fire off takes based on clips, and I'm not just watching everything. Oh. Like, come on, man. Anyway, um, why would you do that to yourself? I didn't have much going on. <laughs> I, I had a. I had a almost one year old to deal with. So, yeah. You know. Just like wise. By the way, shout out birthday old. week. Ooh. Well, we'll save that. We'll save that for later in the week's show. Um, almost one. But what I was going to say is um, I don't know. My, my Wiseman take is less about his athleticism and more about um, it reminds me of like JaVale or Hassan Whiteside, where it's like uh, they think like, they have to think too much before they play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a, um, there's a lot of Hassan Whiteside in his. There's a lot of that in his game where or like Wizards Javale too. Yeah. There's a lot of I need to play my way because I've just always played my way and I just will not play team conceptual team basketball. It's gonna be a long way back for Wiseman, I think, to become a um to become an NBA player. He's so far away, especially defensively. He's so bad. All right, can, can we just move on to I just don't want to. I don't, don't want to either, but I just want to put it this way. We just used the example of two guys who had very solid careers, right? Who? It's worth noting JaVale and Whiteside. Okay. They okay. had they had eight to ten year careers in the NBA. Actually, JaVale played like 15 years. I'd rather have JaVale than Whiteside, but yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, I would too. That's not even a question. I think he's a little more JaVale because Whiteside's <laughs> uh, funny on um, Snapchat. But anyway, um, what I was going to say is uh, uh, both those guys were like raw physical freaks who just took a while to figure it out. And a while was five years. It wasn't five games. So that's that's kind of the thing I like to point out there. Like it's probably not going to happen in two to three seasons. So yeah. we'll see, though. We'll see. All right, let's get to McWalters here. Sam, all I want is U.S. men's national team versus Iran thoughts. Not happening. Uh, Tuesday is going to be conflicting for me. Uh, I've let everyone know 
uh, my heart's with Iran because of everything in this going on in that country right now. So um, if it makes people who are dealing with the situation over there feel better, uh, I'm going to support it. Also, um, family and and all that sort of stuff. But I also don't really want to see the U.S. lose. So it's just kind of it's a weird it's a it's, it's a weird vibe for me. Who cares um, about the U.S., Sam? Come on, <laughs> who the fuck cares? I'm not, I'm not a hater. I like I like uh, the U.S. Um, I'm I'm happy to have been you know raised in the U.S. Uh, when I look at situation around everything, just another reminder of that. Um, but what I do want to, I think it's going to be a hell of a game because I think they're pretty evenly matched. Are you? Are th- the U.S. not better? I feel like the U.S. are better. Are they not better? I mean, the U.S. hasn't won a game yet. Iran's won one. Yeah. Um, are the U.S. a top ten team? No, not either of them. They're 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 both. Well, I mean, the U.S. is probably a little better. I mean, I, someone's gonna come at me being like, "You're not qualified to talk about this." But um, what I was gonna Thanks say, what I was gonna say, <laughs> y'all have no choice. What I was gonna say is they're both kind of. Um, feisty teams like they don't you know they're not france they don't have you know they don't have top flight players at every top flight team in europe they don't have you know they're not argentina they don't got Messi. they don't have they're not portugal they're not ronaldo they're not that kind of team they're both kind of grinded out you know players with like good players like iran probably has the best player between both teams mm. taremi on porto is definitely more accomplished than anyone on the u.s but um It'll be a fun one. I think what I, makes it, I just want to say, I think what makes it fun is both teams need to win the game. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, it's game seven vibes. Game seven vibes are the best thing in all sports. So whoever wins, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun to watch. Wow. Yeah. I, I tweeted out the NBA comparison of Christian Pulisic because he gets bumped up. <laughs> he, he's a guy that everyone's good, about. by the way. Okay. I that's and then everyone killed me and they're just like either he's not the I best was, or they comp him to like you know some some mid tier someone player. it might have been Dave Dufour said Tyler Hero and I was like that is that is perfect because he's both very good oh. and he's also no one's throwing him yeah, out there I mean, the best players. I mean, you know it's you know saying? it's 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 a World Cup. You know, I'm sure there are teams out there with Steph Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo and and Luka Doncic, right? And, <laughs> and you're throwing out Pulisic, Tyler Hero. M- McWalter says Pulisic is Jordan Poole, and I mean, same, Poole, guy, same guy. They're the same <laughs> they're, guy. They're good. They're they're objectively good, but when it's Steph Curry versus uh, Giannis, <laughs> um, you know they're six men, right? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? So I will be I'll be rooting for the U.S. I I even I though it. I don't care, but I'll be root, I'll be rooting for them. We'll we'll see. Anyway, all right. Um, let's get to the goons. Let's do it, Archie. What's up, my man? I wanted to let you guys know. Um, do appreciate the platform that you guys have. Um, that you guys allow fans to come up, speak, get opinions off, whether we all agree or not. I think it's always really good conversations. Sometimes it comes up with stats. Sometimes it's hot takes. Whatever it is, but. It's awesome to have a platform. I think you guys are very unique in that. You know, it's cool even you see certain faces, even though you don't know the names and you're like, you're interested to hear what they're going to say because you're kind of familiar with the faces. So wanted to let you guys know that. Um, Just in reference to uh, today, I'm very happy for Kaminga. I've never really kind of gotten off that ship. So uh, more playing time for him is, you know, good for him. Um, I think he's just going to continue to learn, uh, continue to be a sponge now that he's kind of realized that the whole scoring thing is out, just kind of focus on the small details. 
uh, at the very towards the very end of the game, he had a cut to the basket and he dished it off to uh, Dante. Dante missed the finish, but it was like small little details even in that where I was just like, you know, he gets it. And, you know, the scoring piece will just come naturally to him over time um, as he gets more reps. Uh, the big piece, the only thing I really wanted to speak about was Clay. Um, I agree with you uh, completely, Andy. Clay is playing within the offense. And I think what that is really doing for him is unlocking him to play outside of the offense again. Um, when Rudy had that turnover, he pulled up. We call it a terrible shot all the time. But part of the reason that that shot went in, part of the reason he was hot was because prior to that, he made the correct pass. The ball comes back to him. He gets the three. You know what I mean? He's making the correct pass to get to the assist. And, you know, Clay really unlocks a lot of things for that, you know, that uh, our starting five. Uh, so it's really good to see him do that with all the defensive woes that he kind of had early on in the season. Um, but I think as we just kind of continue to grow, the you know, the starters will get stronger and we'll continue to kind of figure out the rotations with the bench and, I told you I wasn't worried until like December rolled around. We're 11 and 10. So I think we're in good standing. That's, that's a great call. Um, Andy, let's, let's talk about this. Let's get the, I'm going to throw up the schedule right now. What do you think for their next 10 games here? We got, we got, we got Luca and the no help boys (laughs) on Tuesday. Um, he is really good, and they really are disgusting. Like teams got to stop building teams like this, honestly. But all right, so you it's, got the next. Also, uh, they deserve it. I mean, it's like yes, you, yes, you're you right. Know, you, <laughs> but... you lose Jalen Brunson, right? You just... keep going, keep going. Yeah, uh, Andrew Bocelli comes to chase on the first. We'll be there. <laughs> then second, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Bulls, Rockets, Pacers, all at home. Um, so that's I mean, that five straight games. games. Yeah. Four, five and zero. Oh? Yeah, I mean, should be right. Is you it time to throw up? The, is it time to throw up the nine and one and bring Trista here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at this schedule. It's uh, it's not. I mean, the for the listeners here that are on the live stream, appreciate all of you. It's you know, it's we're looking at Boston. That's the one that you know I can see the Warriors winning, losing a game, maybe two in the next five. But I mean, Boston, December tenth, Sam. That's the one. 530. I mean, that's at, at home, ABC game, Saturday night. That's the one, right? Boston looks like best team in the NBA by far. And then they got Milwaukee back-to-back. Who looks the second best in the NBA? It's Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. So you get you get them back-to-back, a couple days off there. Um, Pacers and in Indy, back-to-back. That's that's tough. Yeah, you know, you, you go all out in Milwaukee, then you got to deal with Halliburton. Would you dudes. bench? Would you bench? You know what I mean? Like, just for strategy purposes, would you just bench everyone in, in Milwaukee and then just go play in the Pacers the next day? Like, you know, you don't you don't want to you don't want to play one. I, I think the Warriors will probably go all out in the first. They always do on the first one, in the back to back. But yeah, because you got look at it, they don't play for three days, so yeah, it's kind of perfect. And then right. Philly, Toronto. I mean, I could see them getting. So I'm counting this. We got we got 13 games to Christmas. Um. They should go nine and four, at worst. Uh, there's a little, there's a little rough road trip in here, and then they they could be, you know, twenty and fourteen. Maybe they're twenty one and thirteen, and now they've they've um, they've put themselves in a very very comfortable spot for for what was a very very rough start to the season. 
Yeah, I think the next five is crucial. I think the five, the five to eight after that, who knows? Yeah. NB, NB might be back. A couple of back-to-backs there. They're on the road. Um, no, it's a, it's a great call. It. Yeah, it, it's tough. But right now, what's in front of them? You're looking at Dallas, Chicago, Houston, Indiana, and Utah. I mean, four and one. I mean, you, five and zero oh is is possible. There's a back to back there with Chicago and with, Houston. By but, the way, most of those are at home. Yeah, most it, of those. That's that's the big thing. You yep. can't lose to Chicago at home. You can't lose to the Pacers at home. <laughs> I mean, that, so, exactly right. The, those those teams are good. They're not bad. They're not tanking teams. They're good. They're, they have good players, but. The Warriors are not playing like they did in the beginning of the season, and they have game. This is what happens. This is what happens with the first 10 games. You gave up five games on the road. Damn near, you could probably say they gave up six games. There's a home game in there that they gave up. Now mm-hmm. you got to make that up. You got to make that up. And I think the next five games, say you go five and one, now you're 15 and I got to do the math right 15 and 11. You're back in it. I don't think the Warriors are going to be a first seed uh, this season. It looks like the fraudulent Suns are once again going to run away with the West, but you know, the rest of the West look pretty. You know what I mean? It is the yeah. mid-off. All right. It's it, – dude, the, the one seed's going to have 48 wins at this pace. <laughs> um, See, I guess te- teams are going to separate, right? I think the Suns are going to separate. But, I mean, the, it's the Memphis. Like, they don't – are they? Memphis, I actually think – before we get to McWalters, I think Memphis is probably the best team outside of the Warriors in the West. Like, if you were to ask me today – What's the team that you're most concerned about? It's it's probably Memphis still. Yeah, it's Memphis. Like it's Memphis. Desmond Bain's taking it to a new level. I yeah. think he's and they're they're just good. And they also they sneakily like rest a lot of games with injuries too. So um their record probably doesn't display how good they are either. The Suns are out here just, you know, tryhards. Oh wow, DeAndre Ayton. Got a bunch of rebounds against a crappy team, like wow, you know, type of thing. Uh, yeah, the pa- Pelicans are—they just—I don't know if I was right about the Pelicans. I think they just—they can't stay healthy. That was—that's another team that probably could have separated themselves, but Bi's out again. Yeah, Zion's always out, and it's just like they're just a mess. Portland's falling backwards again. Yeah, Bi's a sixty-game player. Like as good as he is, it's Crazy. like there's going to be twenty scratches every year. It's it's you're too young and you're too big, too athletic. Like you just shouldn't be sitting that many games out. It's just, he's out again with a toe injury. It's like, dude, what are you? Anyway, the Mavs like, are Mets. You know it's I mean? hilarious they traded Anthony Davis for him because. <laughs> I mean thing. Zion and Zion can Zion too. I mean he tweaks an ankle. Yeah. He's out for four games and the Clippers. You know they're a forty-five win team regardless of who's on the floor because their coaching's that good. They have a lot of depth, but. You know, Kawhi's smiling on the bench. He played a game, then he's out again. It's like, who knows with yeah. him, right? The Warriors are in primo, primo focus, primo area here to to make up games and kind of put themselves into the top four seating. And I mean, there's no other team out there. I mean, the Lakers are hot. Right? Oh, you so, know, but you know, <laughs> you knew. <laughs> Bro, I, the Lakers win a couple in a row. Um, oh, and my texts, you know, it's like. Feeling that my Laker friends are like, we're not out of it. Just right. I'm not afraid of anyone in the West. I'm like, chill out, dude. You beat the Spurs without their entire starting lineup. Relax. Yeah, even with their starting lineup, Spurs are a terrible team. Jesus. <laughs> that is that. By the way, the Spurs, I mean, I make fun of OKC for tanking, um, but they're winning games. Doesn't hurt to have SGA. Houston's kind of. You know, they kind of told us they were going to tank, but the Spurs are just nasty. Like they don't, they don't have a single. You could argue Jalen Green, he's a guy. Shingun might be a guy. Oh, you're Rockets. Yeah, right. But like both, right? At least Rockets are working on franchise guys. 
dude, this person have a single friend, not a single franchise guy. It's embarrassing. Not a sick. I like Vassell, not a franchise guy. I don't like Kate, uh, Keldon Johnson, but he, you know, yeah, whatever. But they just don't have a guy. Too much, too much of a chucker for you. I know. I love Keldon Johnson. Just, <laughs> the dudes, he's just, he's just another. I mean, it, yeah, don't let me be a GM of a team. My team's going to be like Dylan Brooks, Keldon Johnson, Jay Crowder. It's just going to be just a bunch of like gritty goons who shoot terrible shots. Oh, my. <laughs> it's just like so so much i mean what's that steve kerr is gonna look at me and be like you've been criticizing me you what the f- <laughs> <laughs> you think steve, what would steve kerr do with dylan brooks what what, what would be his you know what bob comes he'd up have him he'd have him pump faking by game four you know just, <laughs> i like just lock in on defense i don't want to see you shoot ball ever you know <laughs> I mean, Moses Moody doesn't shoot the ball anymore. Look at him out there. He comes out and he's just turning yeah. out shots, trying to pass the ball. And they kind of feel bad for him because he's he's a shooter. Kaminga doesn't shoot the ball, but it's like, yeah, good. Like, you can't shoot, so stop shooting. Yeah, at least so, at least when he goes to the rim hard, it's like, ah, yeah, live with yeah, him. Yeah. Um, it's kind of rough to see Moody out there not shooting right now. But anyway. Let's get a – should going. we get McWalters and get out of here? Let's go. Uh, whenever your Laker friends bug you, Sam, just remind them the, the LeBron Memorial Tournament, a.k.a. the play-in, um, is always available <laughs> for him. Is that what we're calling it? We're, so, so yeah, it has Warriors, he's been in it almost every in, year. The Warriors Invitational is is the playoffs, and the LeBron Memorial Tournament's the play-in. <laughs> yes, the That's LeBron perfect. Memorial they created They created it for like the back half of his career when he only wants to play 40 games a year. Absolutely. He gets them on TV a few extra games. That's why we made it. I mean, that, that, that's that's, it. that's perfect. I like it. Absolutely. And and, and by the way, uh, Minnesota ain't making the LeBron Memorial Tournament. That team is trash. Absolute <laughs> trash. I can't believe they, they're going with the Twin Towers. That – Barely worked for the Rockets I, in the '80s to get him to the finals, right? I'm, like, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm not buying. I thought it looked better than this. I was. I'm watching it. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's my worst take of the, the preseason by far. Yeah, it's just it just it just doesn't look like it works, right? Just how we know Weizman doesn't work with the Warriors offense. This thing that Minnesota is experimenting with also doesn't work. They need to punt him and get picks back immediately. But uh, who knows? They seem to be ineptly run, so that probably won't happen. Um, <laughs> but you know, the the thing that I thought was interesting is not only did Draymond get paired with the second unit, but they said that they were going to pair him and Wiggins, and I actually think. Kerr doing that was a great move. It wasn't just moving Draymond to the second unit. It was giving them two solid pieces on that second unit and basically going Clay and Steph in one and Dre and Wiggs in the other. And I think that works really well. And seeing Kaminga step up today was nice. I'd love to see it for a few more games. Um, it'd be great if we could get something like Bay for Wiseman. But I mean, there's such a difference in salary that we'd have to take like Kemba Walker back or something ridiculous, right? Like they're not going to give us a four or five million guy. They're going to make us take a bad asset back with him or give up a ton of picks. So I'm, I don't know how well that'll work, but I'm sure you'll you'll smith something and I'll read it later um, with, with something amazing. Um, but yeah, that being said, the next five games, I think that's the most important thing. Four and one, it's got to happen. I mean, maybe you drop that Dallas game, but you got to win the three home games and then take care of Utah on the road before you get to Boston. And then we'll see what happens. But four and one's got to be the minimum that we get out of that. What do you guys think? I agree. The more I look at the schedule, four and one has to be the minimum here because you got some tough road trips after that. And um, yeah, they they played with their food the first 10 games. It's time to take care of business. When Houston comes to town, it has to be a win. Pacers, who are playing very good basketball, go cross country. Their young team has to be a win. Yep. Um, uh, yep. Who else did I not throw in there? The Bulls, they're playing awful, has to be a win. 
uh, take care of what you need to take care of, and you'll you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be top four, top five seed, and that's all the Warriors need right now. Appreciate you, McWalters. Have a great evening. All right. Well, then we're gonna end it there. Appreciate everyone. Andy, we'll be back after Dallas. Yeah. All right, brother. <laughs>